Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? Welcome back. Episode 49, one away from 50. Big milestone for us. Big five oh guys. <laughs> it's like a year's worth of episodes. We're gonna do we gotta do like a special one year episode in a couple weeks, but for now, we just wanted to remind you that we're kind of shaking up our format a little bit. Our intro is going to be kind of a social media roundup. We're going to call it that. And then we're going to head into like culture topics, nostalgia topics, mental health segment. I think it breaks it up for our listeners too. Fun and light. So social media roundup. I posted some TikToks that went a little viral on our pod page. It's fire. <laughs> you're you've been you've been doing the TikTok. Like great, amazing. It was like a just a trending meme thing, but I just somehow inserted Azorians and Fall River in there and a bunch of maps. People just ate that up. All of Fall River came out in the comments. <laughs> it was kind of like, why did Azorians choose to immigrate here? Like not so much saying that, but it was done in a funny way. And then people were in the comments just being like, oh, do New Jersey next, do Newark, do California, do Toronto. So I did another one for Newark. People are seeing the Newark one and being like, oh, I can't believe you didn't put this on Fall River. And I'm like, well, I did. (laughs) Go to the next one and you'll see the one before. So I don't know. But there's 500 comments on the Fall River one. These people are saying all kinds of funny things. But one guy just today said you have to listen to the song called Portuguese Beach Party by the Baja Brothers, who apparently are out of Taunton, Massachusetts. He said it was on Spotify. So like immediately I went to Spotify and played the song. And it was very much like Beach Boys vibes. Yeah. Like a bunch of guys in like Hawaiian shirts. I'm digging it. You know, they're like, oh, it's a Portuguese beach party, whatever. And then they're just like saying all these like Portuguese men's names. And then they just start singing. Bacalha, bacalha. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody is interested in hearing this song. Somebody told me to go listen to it. So now <laughs> I'm telling you all to go listen to it. Enjoy. Didn't you also get like a spreadsheet of all the local good Portuguese places of food or steak plates to be exact? Someone told me they had rated at least 40 restaurants on their steak plate, their Portuguese steak plate. Restaurants ranging from Fall River to Providence in that whole area. So I was like, well, don't be shy. Like, what's the top one? And he said, what is it? Odinese. Odinese in East Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. So it was him and his girlfriend both went through and rated these all. They each gave a rating and that was the top for both of them. They agreed that that was the top. Then I made some joke about Caravella and pounding out your steak to the size of the whole plate and having it like overhang. And he gave me his ratings for the Caravella steak. He was like, oh, like that was like a, I don't know, 7.2 for me and an 8.1 for my girlfriend. And I was like, these are very specific numbers. Yeah, it's like an eight point. It's not just like a seven or a five. Yeah. So I was like, do you have a spreadsheet? And he was like, (laughs) yes, I do. (laughs) He said he does have a spreadsheet and it includes pictures of the steak plate in the spreadsheet, along with the ratings and whatever else information he put in there and that they rated the steak separate from the rice, fries and egg. 
Oh my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a homework assignment. (laughs) I want the spreadsheet. I do. I am interested in seeing the spreadsheet as well. Also interested in making my own traveling around and eating at every single restaurant. You know, like he had mentioned a couple that I had agreed with some. And there's also some I didn't really agree with. (laughs) We have a lot of Portuguese dive bars and they also serve food. I'm not into those places. One of those places was on his list and I'm like, oh, wow, really? (laughs) Just to go off on like our steak plates for a second here. For me, growing up, the steak was never good quality steak. Like it was always just like a bad cut of steak or like way overdone. Bempasad, the thing is dead. It was super thin. That was how I always like grew up eating Portuguese steaks. And like more recently, or as I've gotten older, like a lot of places will do like actually like a nicer cut of meat or like you can get it medium, still pink. But growing up, I feel like maybe it was just the way I was ordering it. Maybe it was the places I was going, but it was never like a thick, nice cut of meat. It was always thin. Somebody was in the back pounding it out like <laughs> to make it look bigger than it was to tenderize it because it was such a shit piece of meat. And my husband has noticed that, too. It's not like it's not a filet mignon. Like you ain't going and getting a filet mignon. Oh, no, no, you're not. It's like the leftovers. The toughest piece of meat. Yeah. The, yeah. Shit the butcher can't sell to anyone else. Yeah, no, you're not getting no filet mignon. I like didn't even know what oh what that was until I went to like a non-Portuguese restaurant. (laughs) Even when I go to like a steakhouse restaurant, these steaks sound so fancy. (laughs) Like a ribeye, a porter house. Yeah, a porter house. I was like, what the hell is a porter house? We don't have that in a Portuguese restaurant. (laughs) No. It's beef portuguesa on the menu. We don't have no porter houses. I get overwhelmed with steak. Like, I don't know how to order a steak, like a really good steak. I'll just get the chicken. Right. Well, a lot of the steaks, you're supposed to eat them like medium or less, like medium, medium rare, whatever. And like, that's just not how I grew up. There was not a lick of pink in that (laughs) steak. Like that shit was done, done, done. Getting me to order something that's not medium well is like a challenge. All I want to know is, like, do you want to go around and eat at every Portuguese restaurant? Sign me up. <laughs> we can do it. Is there any in New Hampshire? Is there, like, any, any that are, like, remotely? There are zero in New Hampshire. Okay. No, that's going to be an LC. Exactly zero. <laughs> you got to come down here then for us to do this? Yes. When you come and do your visit? Yes. I'll be there this weekend, so <laughs> we can start. <laughs> Are we going to try the divey places? Should we start with places we've never been? Because <laughs> we've been to like all of them. That's the thing. We've been to almost all of them. So we can always hit up somewhere in Rhode Island because we probably haven't been to like a lot of those. We're eating this meal for our podcast. We're going <laughs> to gonna write a review. Speaking of reviews, leave us a review. Yes, please do. Please leave us a review. Okay, so that's social media roundup for now. Culture topic. I'm going to just talk about I had an electrician at my house last week. He came in to do a bunch of like odds and ends jobs. Like my dad is very handy. He usually does any job that I have around my house. Like I'll call my dad up and he'll just help fix it for me, whatever. They're the MacGyvers. 
He's a MacGyver guy. Yes. He's not like a classically trained individual. No. No. (laughs) So he needs to be managed. So like anytime he does work in my house and he's done a ton of great things for me. So this is not me being not appreciative, but he needs a supervisor. I have to supervise him (laughs) because shit goes astray. So like his kryptonite is electric work. Oh, oh, okay. That's his kryptonite. So he will never admit that that's his kryptonite. Oh, he doesn't fuck with electricity, but he's not going to tell anyone. He ain't going to tell anyone that he doesn't (laughs) fuck with electricity. And he's too proud. So, like, if you ask him to do electricity, he's going to try to fuck with electricity. And he shouldn't. (laughs) And then then it goes out. The burning's out. (laughs) He did go to, like, a tech school late in life. But he got his GED and went to, like, some kind of technology school that... That taught him enough about electricity that he thinks he should be doing electricity, but he really, (laughs) it was not enough. It was like a 101 course and he needs like uh, the 400 levels, (laughs) (laughs) you know? He's like the basics. (laughs) Yes. However, like I asked him to do a couple things with light fixtures, like one or two times in my house, like a while back, he did something with like some hall and bathroom fixtures. We was like just changing like light switches and stuff, like whatever, nothing crazy. As he's doing it, is he like nervous about it and you can tell? Or is he straight face acting like he knows what he's doing? He's acting like he knows what he's doing. And I'm like, oh, he went to this tech school. Like he can probably change this shit out. Right. So whatever. He like does his thing. We had this like three way light switch. You know, when you have like more than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, switch. I have it. Yeah. So we have a couple of those in our house and we had this one that like after he touched it that one time, like it was never the same. It was never the same. Like it never worked correctly again. Like it was like blowing bulbs. Like it was just like it was a before and after (laughs) condition from when he touched it. And then he came when I redid my kitchen recently, he came in and he was swapping out the light fixture in there. We asked him if he could fix the three-way situation in the kitchen because it was one of those things where like it wasn't set up appropriately. So like mm-hmm. you'd have to like walk back and forth to the two switches like on and off to try to like get the light to turn on like it was not yeah. right. So he's like, oh, OK, I'll see what I can do. And I'm just like going about my business like I'm happy to be in the kitchen. I'm like doing other things. And you just hear like zap and like the light just like pops and you're just like and then he just like walks away and you're like, oh, he just fucking got a zinger. Oh, no. And I feel like he gets a zinger every time he touches electricity. Like, I feel like every time he fucking plays with electricity, he fucks around and finds out because (laughs) every time, 100% of the time, there was a zap. So he gets zapped and he's like, oh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'm not going to change the three way. I'm just going to leave it as is. And I'm like, yeah, of course, you're going to leave it as is. (laughs) So stars over there, whatever. Then after that. I asked him to do a couple more things with like outlets or lights when he would come up and he would just like find an excuse out of it. Like he wouldn't just be like, no, I'm not capable of doing electricity. He would just be like, oh, like I I got something else to do. I got to go to the store. I got to do like he just like wouldn't do it. And we did it like three or four times where we asked him to like, oh, hey, I need you to do these five things. And like four of them were like electric and one of them was not. And he would do like the one that was not and like leave all the electric stuff and be like, oh, we just didn't get to it. And I'm like, all right. So I finally was like, he's just not comfortable doing electric work. 
He doesn't want to admit to defeat. <laughs> no. So I'm like, all right, he's not comfortable doing that. So I hired an electrician to do these like odds and end things, really small jobs. He comes in, he starts doing stuff. He walks out of my mudroom, which is one of the hallways that had that three-way light switch. And he comes in, he's like, yeah, so uh, I don't know who was working in there before. <laughs> Woo! And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that previous owner, man, they really fuck shit up. Like, <laughs> and so I don't know how badly you can fuck up electricity or wires. Like, I don't know what he could have possibly done in there that would have been like, oh, wow, what an amateur who touched this. But my dad is somewhat of a MacGyver, but he's very like, he'll pay somebody to do it. He's very big on like, my friend will come, I'll pay him. Like, my dad hates painting. He hates painting with a passion. That's just never his thing. He never liked to paint. He hated painting. So he'd always just like, oh, I'm going to pay so-and-so or whatever, come paint. I'm going to pay your uncle, his brother, to come and paint. He, always, he likes to just hire people because he doesn't want, my father doesn't want to do shit. <laughs> if it's not sitting at a bar, <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. Um, but like, my dad is a MacGyver-ish guy, but there's a lot of things he also doesn't know. Because my dad didn't go to a trade school. My dad worked in construction. He was a laborer. He knows underground pipe. He doesn't know shit <laughs> about anything inside of a house. But I had a god, my godfather that passed a few years ago now at this point. He was full on MacGyver. Like your dad MacGyver vibes. Like he built like a shed outside, a bathroom outside. Just like he full blown. He built his house. Right before he died, he was in the ICU in Boston. And my godmother stayed up there, obviously, to be with him. It was, he had just passed, he had passed, and my cousin had to, like, come back to the house here in the city to get some stuff or whatever for my godmother and all that stuff. And so when she opened her parents' door to their house, there was a carbon monoxide leak in the house. So if my godmother was there the night before, she would have died. Like, her birds died and stuff like that because of the leak. So when they called like, the fire department all that to come to the house, they were looking at some wiring, and they had the same reaction as the electrician. <laughs> I'm laughing about it now, but it wasn't obviously funny at the time, but they were, like, kind of like, whoa, this is, like, you know, like your house could burn down. Damn. He was a MacGyver. <laughs> oh, my God. They don't, like, want to admit that they don't know how to do something. My dad is the opposite, though, because he won't pay for anything why are you gonna pay somebody to do that i could do that my certain things my dad certain things my dad is big on he will not pay someone to do something that he can do or thinks he can do he will not pay sometimes just to like get him going i'll just like tell him how much i spend on like a plumber or an electrician like i'll just be like hey dad i had an electrician come in to fix those like four switches for me it was like twelve hundred dollars and he's like <laughs> i could have done that i'm like could you though could you just to finish up on this culture topic, my dad needing a supervisor. When I was doing my kitchen remodel, he did so much work for me in there. But it was like I had to watch him like a hawk because like shit was getting installed upside down. Like <laughs> shit was just he was drilling holes through like brand new cabinets in the wrong spot. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> that would be my dad. My dad's just very impatient. He's like a bull in a china shop and he's very yeah. impatient. So he doesn't have the patience for like that whole like measure twice, cut once kind of no. deal. He's just like, nope, we're going to cut. We're not going to measure at all. If it's in the wrong spot, we're going to cut again. Like He's just 
when I came to my parents' house one day, my dad, they had just did a brand new kitchen island. So my dad had to actually do the island itself. So he ordered whatever from Home Depot, got the island cabinet, like the cabinet stuff, like the bottom part of the island to match his kitchen. So he got that. He was he was able to do that on his own. So that got delivered and whatever. He did it all together. Fine. Beautiful. Prides that he did it. But now uh, the guy came by to deliver the countertop. I don't know if it's like marble, it, it, whatever. It's heavy. Of course. <laughs> It was another Portuguese guy that delivered it. I'm just staring at it. And I'm like, this is off. <laughs> like you said, they don't really measure or they measure once. They eyeball everything. The countertop was completely off. It was way off. And I was like, how did you like, did you guys not see this? I'm like, now it's already glued. So I, we had to like bring it out. We had to try to like remove the glue so we could fix it. Because when I tell you it was off, it was like way off. Damn. And I'm like, I don't understand how you guys like did not measure this. They're very much like good enough people. Like, hey, it's good enough, you know? <laughs> yeah, like this will make this work. But like, I don't know. I might, I need to see some licenses. <laughs> I need to see some <laughs> some paperwork. It's not precision thereafter. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because like I had grandparents that were like into carpentry and they were very detailed and it's just my my dad is not that. You know, they all have their, I guess, their trade or their thing that they're into. You know what I mean? My dad didn't grow up with having to be like, you know, he didn't do carpentry work. He didn't do any of that. Like he was a farmer and, and pretty much a farmer up until he came here. I was trying to try to give him some more stuff, but he was pretty much a cow farmer and delivered milk. And then he came here and worked at a factory and, you know, he wasn't doing carpentry work or anything like that at a factory. And then he did roofing for a little bit. And then now then he started working the streets and construction. So it's like there was no carpentry skills in any of those. So they all have their trades, I guess, that they're good at some more than others. <laughs> All right, so we will go into our nostalgia topic, which is near and dear to our hearts. And we're excited about this. Yeah, so we're super nostalgic. Like, we love nostalgia. We love talking about old things. Like, that's, like, what we do. We love it so much. They have 90s con in Connecticut. I don't know how many years they've been doing that, but we we went last year. this is the second year. Really? Last year was the, like, inaugural one? Yeah, I think so. That makes it even better. So we were there last year and we have tickets to go again this year which it will have been a couple days ago by the time this episode airs it'll Mm -hmm. it it will have just passed so so you missed it (laughs) sorry (laughs) so basically like what a con is anyone listening doesn't know what it is it's just pretty much 90 celebrities that are gonna be there and you go and you wait in long lines and you take pictures you pay to take pictures (laughs) and, and you can get like an autograph they have like panels and stuff like that. So yeah, it was really fun last year. We took pictures or got to like meet the Lawrence brothers and they now have a podcast that they just started. They're not attending this year. Otherwise I would meet them again and ask them to come on our podcast because I think they're Italian. So Lawrence is not their real name. You said their last name is... Oh, like M- Minona? Minona? <laughs> we don't know how to say it. There's two G's in there in different places. Like I think it's yeah, Minona. Definitely looks Italian. 
I believe they're of Italian heritage and that that was their last name originally and they changed it. I'm assuming to be more palatable for show business. Ethnic last names, I don't think were good for people back in the day. Like you were l- probably less likely to to get a gig. And they probably also wanted like a last name that people could say. Right. Like, I'm struggling know, over like, here. <laughs> just say Minona, Mignona, I don't know. You know, like probably even like an executive or like a casting director can't say your last name. He's probably going to be like, oh, get it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> they went on to do their their thing. Joey was on Blossom and they had their own show together. Matthew Lawrence was on Mrs. Doubtfire. Boy Meat World. Yep. Yeah, so pretty cool. And then now they have their podcast together with the three brothers. So that's fun. And hopefully we'll have them on our podcast at some point. I, I, won't, I will not stop trying. <laughs> so we went on a Sunday last year. So not a lot of people are going out, hanging out afterwards because they were like flying home. Did Andrew tell us that they're like flying home immediately? Yes. After like the, the convention was over. But on the Saturday night prior, so this is like a three-day thing, the Saturday prior, we know a bunch of them went out. The Backstreet Boys. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Yes. So like AJ McLean was there from the Backstreet Boys. Nick Carter was there from NSYNC. Joey Fatone was there. So our mission is to try to hang out with somebody this year after the convention. We try to find somebody and walk in the streets of Connecticut. <laughs> try to pitch our podcast to them. We'll see how successful we are. But but so there's a couple people that we have our eyes set on for specific reasons. So this year, Danica McKellar, she played Winnie on The Wonder Years. And she is Portuguese. Going to give her a business card. <laughs> we want to hit her up. <laughs> So I'm just looking at you now, and I just need to tell everybody that you look exactly like Danica McKellar. <laughs> like, she's Portuguese, and, like, when you see her picture, and especially, like, the way she looks now, in whatever age she is, I don't know if she's in her 40s or late 40s, maybe, when I look at her, you could tell she's Portuguese. Like, when I found out that information, which I just found out recently, oh, of course she's Portuguese, because she just looks it, but then... She also just looks exactly like you. Like she can be your sister. She could be your older sister. That's really funny because every people would think I looked like Winnie from Wonder Years. Did they? As a kid, yeah. So that's really oh, funny. You had you the bangs. That. You had the bangs yeah. too, and she had the bangs. Yeah. So they people would like call me like my brother's friends would always like call me Winnie, like Winnie Cooper. Well, you guys have aged the same way then because you still look alike. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Must be the Portuguese genes. I can kind of, I, I see it. But it's also, I know you're just like, oh, like laughing, like, oh, it's just a coincidence or it's a Portuguese gene. But like, no, you're actually cousins, probably. <laughs> so you are probably related. Do, Do we bring your DNA kit with you? <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am, could I have, could I have a swab? <laughs> of your spit? <laughs> can I just get a quick swab, please? We have to probably ask her questions about her heritage. Yeah, I want to know where she's from. I don't know if I want to pay forty dollars to know, but I'm gonna. <laughs> we're gonna just. We gotta do what you gotta do, right? Now I feel like I have to take like a side by side picture with her. 
You do because you guys look the same. So maybe I'll pay I'll pay the 40 to take a picture with her and then you can ask her the questions because I'll just end up standing there looking at her. That, that sounds good. Hold on. Let me pull her up real quick just so you can see. OK. Oh, my God. Wait, stop, stop, stop. I need to tell you this because this picture just came up and it's Fred Savage and Danica McKellar, which is Kevin and Winnie from Wonder Years. The fact that you got told that you looked like Winnie as a kid. Do you know that I put my face in one of those facial, um, which celebrities you look like generators that was like on Facebook like 10 years ago? And it was like, it would just go like, boop, boop, beep, boop, and it would take your picture and it would spit out a celebrity that you look like. And yeah. everyone was doing it and they were getting like Mariah Carey and like <laughs> Janet Jackson. Like they were getting like celebrities, like women, female pop stars. And I put my picture in and young Fred Savage's picture came up. So this is just the Wonder Years. We should rename our podcast The Wonder Years because this is just Fred and Danica. I'm dead. No. I'm Fred Savage. A young Fred Savage. It sent me back not only a boy, but like I was 25 at the time. And it gave me an eight-year-old boy as my, my celebrity lookalike. It was Fred Savage like in The Wonder Years. I'm dying. So doppelgangers. We gotta do it side by side with the both of us and them too. And like and let's see if our listeners if they agree. Maybe I could see a little bit of Fred Savage in you. So the sad thing is when I saw that and I looked at Fred Savage, I was like, oh my god, like my baby pictures look like fucking Fred Savage. Like it was just like the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like it it saw something. And then I was like, I can see it. We gotta post this. We we need our uh, listeners to let us know. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't let us know. All of a sudden, all of my <laughs> reviews on Apple Podcasts are just like, the host looks just like Fred Savage. I'm going to die. I'm going to lose it. Great podcast name, though. The Wonder Years. Like, I mean. TM. Trademark that. TM. TM. <laughs> I think it's taken. <laughs> Oh, and then the Saved by the Bell cast, Mario Lopez, Mark Paul Gosselaar, and Elizabeth Berkeley will be there. That's the grouping. And we actually bought a a private a, <laughs> a, a private session with them, yep. whatever that means. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. So Mario Lopez, his family were immigrants from Mexico. Mark Paul Gosselaar's mom and dad, I think, are both immigrants. One, his dad might be Dutch and his mom was Indonesian. And I know he's talked about this on a lot of podcasts where like you had this like Indonesian kid, like this mixed race kid playing like the whitest boy in America, like they had to dye his hair blonde <laughs> for the show because it wasn't blonde. It's really cool. Like when you see pictures of him and his mom, they really look alike too. So it's like they've had him playing this just like preppy white boy when it's like he had this really cultured background. So I would love to have him on the pod to talk about that. We're going to shoot a shot. We have a private moment with them. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could just be a fly on the wall for us pitching our podcast to say by the bell. <laughs> oh, God. We're doing it for you. We do it for the pod. And he's going to be almost doing the talking because like last year. <laughs> Kelly clams up. <laughs> You were cracking jokes with Steve from Full House. 
well, he went to the bathroom <laughs> right before. So you get in like kind of a line at these booths. You have all these celebrities are at their own little booth. We went to go see Steve from Full House. Also <laughs> the voice of Aladdin. He had a shorter line than the rest of his Full House castmates. And I, we felt bad. We were like, that was the majority of the people we saw last year were because we felt bad that they had short lines. So we, we were like, let's go give him some love. So we stand in his line and then we get to the front and he was like, excuse me, I need to take a bathroom break. So he takes his little backpack. It broke our heart. And he just scurries off to the bathroom. It was like a little man purse kind of thing. And I was like, oh, it was cute. Like, does he have dude wipes in there that he's... <laughs> He probably just didn't want to leave it unattended in yeah. front of a bunch of people he didn't know. But he scurries back from the bathroom and then I crack some joke about him not washing his hands or something and that broke the ice with him. But he was super sweet. He was very nice. Yeah, super nice. He was awesome. Melissa does all the talking, the smooth talking with them. And me and our other friend are just like, <laughs> go with ice. And we're like, ah. <laughs> we're like our teenage selves. We got to do the orange soda thing with Cal. Again, you. Cal Mitchell from Nickelodeon. Like, what is it? All that. Yeah, all that. And then Keenan and Cal, right? And Keenan and Cal. Good Burger. Yeah. Welcome to yep. Good Burger. Home with the Good Burger. Can I take your order? He loves orange soda. And that was his whole shtick. So they had like cans of Crush that you could buy there for like, I don't even want to tell you, like probably like $40 for a can of Crush from the grocery store. Well, because he could sign it, right? He could sign that. sign it, or you could like take a picture or do a video or something with him, but it was... That's what it was. You're not paying for the orange soda, you're paying for the autograph. (laughs) No, but honestly, like if if my dad ever found out that information, that $40 for a can of soda you could get from Price Right down the road... (laughs) It's not the same, Dad. This has a signature. <laughs> it's not. It's not signed. I still have it. It's in my. No, I know that closet, one's not but... signed. Because you were just, you were just asking because you were thirsty. I was thirsty. <laughs> so you're like, can I just have one to drink? So we have like a little video that we got of like we were like, who loves orange? Or Kel was like, who loves orange soda or something like that? And then like we, I popped the top and I chugged it. It was cute. It was a $40 latte, but it is what it is. (laughs) Let's just name a couple other people that were there. And then I'm going to tell people who had the longest line. So we already said there were some like Backstreet Boys and some NSYNC members. There was like all the Lawrence brothers. There was Full House, Boy Meets World, Danielle Fisher. That whole cast was there. Not minus Corey. Yeah, minus um, what's his name? Ben Savage. Ben Savage. I'm using TV names. So minus him. There was a bunch of like all that characters. So we already said Cal Mitchell. There was like Lori Beth, you know, like Lori Beth with vital information. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Tamborelli. He was like a Nickelodeon type of guy too, right? Pete and Pete. Some of the Hocus Pocus I know were there. Oh, Matilda was there. Mara Wilson. Christopher Lloyd was yeah. there. And that's honestly my biggest regret was not going and seeing him before he passes away. He's not there this year, is he? I know he's not. And then they had the Back to the Future car. That was a big miss for us last year. There was just everybody. There was um, Lacey Shaber. Melissa Joan Hart was there last year and her like the two ladies who play the aunts on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. 
you get the idea of like kind of like the cast of characters that were there last year. And the person who had the longest line for like the entire time we were there. Carl Winslow. I don't even know his real name. Carl Winslow from Family Matters. People were all about Carl. Dude, his line was massive. Even out like the, the door, like out the main like convention thing into like the lobby. The whole time you'd like you'd go around, you'd just be like, yo, did you see Carl's line? <laughs> Carl made some money. Yeah, clearly, because he's not there this year. <laughs> he apparently just did like some kind of TV dad commercial. Did you see that? Catch that? No, I don't think I did. It was some kind of commercial and he was like the TV dad in the commercial, like acting as Aww. just like generic TV dad. Yeah, he's America's TV dad. He was in Die Hard. He's, yeah, you know, we did not, we couldn't even go, forget it, we couldn't go to his line. Oh, yeah. So it was too long. I think we were just impatient too. So like we just went to like the people who had no line. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll try to I maybe attend like some panels or something this year, see what's going on there. But. It was fun. It was fun to just walk around and just see all the people. Steve from Blue's Clues will be there. He is. And he, didn't he just do that like sweet little video for like during COVID? It was something like, oh, I've been gone. It was like super cute and sweet. I can't exactly remember how it, how it went. He was kind of like explaining his departure because like when he left right. the show, didn't he kind of like abruptly depart? I think so. Because didn't he like go to college? Is that what the video was? Like, he didn't he say he, like, went to school? Was it an apology or was it, like, a thank you? Let me just look it up. I forget. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because the entire incident was, like, in tears over this, like, Blue's Clues post. But Yes! I'm going to read the beginning of it. So he posted in t- 2021 on the 25th anniversary of Blue's Clues. Okay, so it has nothing to do with COVID. It just was during COVID. <laughs> So his character left the show back in 2002 to go to college. Aww. And he, this is how he starts the video. It says, you remember how when we were younger, we used to run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And he was wearing his his green striped shirt when he did this, just FYI. And he says, and then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Here's my brother, Joe. He's your new best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left and we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Because I realized that was kind of abrupt. (laughs) He ghosted us. I just kind of got up and went to college. And that was really challenging, by the way. But great, because I got to use my mind and take a step at a time. Why is he still talking to us like we're five? Like, (laughs) sir, 20 years have gone by. (laughs) Yeah, like he's addressing us. I'm 30. Yeah, he's addressing us. I'm 35. (laughs) You're not addressing the kids that are watching Blue's Clues right now. And then he goes, and then look at you and look at all you have done and all you have accomplished in that time. (laughs) It's just so amazing, right? I mean, we started out with clues and now it's what? Student loans and jobs (laughs) and family. Yeah, real fucking bummers. And some of it has been kind of hard, you know. I know you know. This is, (laughs) oh my God, this is too much. Yeah, like a little bit of a tear. <laughs> I wanted to tell you that I really couldn't have done all that without your help. And in fact, all the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today, right now. And that's super cool. I guess I just wanted to say that after all these years, I never forgot you, ever. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Fucking Steve. <laughs> well, he's going to be at 90s Con. So 
I feel like we might have to go and see him. So when did that show come out? Sorry. I want to say I don't even think we were kids at that point. We were in like eighth grade and we were watching Blue's Clues. Absolutely. The target audience is like a (laughs) three-year-old. Way too old for that show. Why were we watching that? I mean, the the tunes were catchy. The tunes were catchy for sure. But like when Homeboy is sitting up there and he's like, a clue? Where? But I feel like it was it was like this like dichotomy because like we were watching Blue's Clues, but we were also watching MTV Spring Break. Like it was probably like, okay, I'm going to do my two o'clock Blue's Clues. I'm going to do my two thirty MTV Spring Break coverage of the thong song in San Francisco on the beach. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. I don't know. We will go to 90s con and we will report back. We will try to get some good deets to report back to you guys on the podcast. We'll try to scoop up some podcast guests while we're there. We're going to do our thing. So we're going to go into our mental health segment to wrap this up. So last week I mentioned for my like mental health, how I was struggling dealing with self-disappointments, parents' health stuff, and all of that, and just trying to manage that with, like, working full-time. So, yeah, I'm still kind of struggling with it a bit, getting better. Um, but I just kind of, like, took this past weekend to just kind of reset, do my own thing, just kind of ignored anything from anyone, <laughs> didn't, like, really do my phone. I just, like, kind of watched the show put laundry away I mean my like I feng shui the crap out of my area made it nice and cozy new sheets just needed a freaking like mental reset and it felt great it felt great not having to answer to anyone I just like I really needed it that's awesome to just be able to totally just be like oh outside world disconnecting see you in 48 (laughs) it's kind of how I cope with my anxiety anyways I like to be alone when I'm like anxious and I know for other people it's not but I like to like I don't know it's probably not great that I like to be alone and deal with it on my own because my brain just keeps going and I don't know if it's actually really helping or not but that's just how I cope with it is being by myself and I'm just so used to being by myself because like like I, I have my friends to go to but I don't have like a significant other to like complain to or whatever, be like, or oh, hey, I'm worried about this. I don't know how often you go to your husband. <laughs> we have a morning meeting. We have a 6 a.m. morning meeting where we just complain. <laughs> God bless you guys. Yes. It's not it's not a complaining meeting. It's like a planning meeting, but that's that's for another day. So <laughs> my topic today is just a thought that I had. It just sort of popped in my head and I was like, oh my God, this is so true. So it feels like one of those classy if you're rich or trashy if you're poor things have you ever heard of that or seen videos where people describe things that are classy if you're rich or trashy if you're poor yes come across them but not a whole bunch of them so it's like i'm just gonna read you a couple of examples and this this really has nothing to do with the point i'm gonna make but it's just it it had this vibe to me like the the point that i'm gonna make after this but so classy if you're rich but trashy if you're poor having an old car like if you're rich, it's like, oh, I collect old cars. But then if you're 
poor, it's like, that's a junk, that's a beater. Like, what do you, why do you have that old car? You know what I mean? My thought that, that came into my mind about mental health has nothing to do with finances or money or being rich or poor, but it was more about like the status of your mental health and like when you're and society and what society's expectations of you are and how you're supposed to act and the things that you're supposed to feel. So going from a position of being sort of unwell to healing and like as you heal, so as you get further along that spectrum, you start to behave in such a way that feels like it could also be the way a mentally unwell person was behaving just because of society. <laughs> rules and the way the society expects you to act. And so I guess an example of that would be just, you know, like the more you heal, like the less you care about what people think of you. And then so you just start like shedding social norms or this is a dumb example, but like, I'm not going to shave my legs or something like, cause I'm a healed person and I don't care and I don't need to do that. But then like society would tell you that like, you she's mentally not well, like she just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like she's lost control. She must be severely depressed. You know what I mean? Like just examples like that where like the more healed you get, the more it looks like you're unwell. <laughs> like, right. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The less fucks you give almost backfires and people think like, oh, she's like deranged. <laughs> and I feel like I'm like approaching that line now where just because I've like lost all my fucks to give. Yeah, you don't, you don't have a lot of fucks left. I'm approaching that line where people can look at me and just be like, she's either really unhinged mentally or she's completely healed herself. One or the other. She's either totally healed or completely unwell. (laughs) And you can't tell the difference between those two things. I was going to say, you can't really tell the difference because I would wonder what people would think. And I want to say, unfortunately, people would be like more towards the she must be unwell. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Even just like setting boundaries for things. So like being like, no, I like value my time and my space and I'm going to set boundaries or whatever. And you're just like, no, I'm going to choose not to attend this event or whatever. It's just it's like too much not doing it. And so like people are just like, she's unwell. Like, no, I'm actually very well, (laughs) which is why I'm not coming. Don't call me. I'm not coming. Which is great if you say no to things, obviously. It's great that you can say that and do that, but then people will start looking at you kind of like, oh, like, oh, she's a bitch. She doesn't come to anything we are, you know, whatever we invite her. Like, I'm such a people pleaser, so I need to learn more of that. (laughs) It's exactly that, Kelly. Like, the people pleasing is 100% part of that. Like, you're kind of bred in society to be a people pleaser. When you start, like, getting rid of that, people think you're fucking unhinged. It's true. But really, you're just very enlightened and you're just like you've transcended to another place and you're you're doing very well. But from the outside looking in, it looks like you're you've lost your mind. I feel that because I've recently spoken up a lot at work lately because shit's been going. And I I used to just kind of keep quiet, not say anything. And I'm like, it's here at work. Work is work. Home's my different life. But. I've been aggravated a lot lately with work and I've been taking it home and I'd be like frustrated at home. So I've been speaking up a whole lot (laughs) at work and I've 
think everyone thinks I'm crazy now because they're like, like, wow, this girl was like quiet, like a little, little church mouse. And now this girl will shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, it's exactly that. Yeah. But now you're just like, I feel so much better. Because I'm oh, like, so much better. <laughs> picking up for myself now. But people think you're crazy. And it's just, it's wild how that works. Like the the more healed you get, the more unhealed you look. Yeah. I I wish I like spoke up for myself a lot sooner though. Because it feels fucking fantastic. I'm like, why did I stay quiet? Like what was why? Like why there's no you get nowhere in life if you're just like weak and quiet. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a couple other examples of this and even just like like I don't care how I look anymore. Like I'm just like I'm letting my gray hairs come in. I'm just like none of it matters. None of it matters. Yeah. And I feel great and I'm loving life. But like people are looking at me like what is she doing? Like she's got gray stragglies everywhere. <laughs> just like, does she even have a mirror? Does she own a mirror? And like, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm like halfway there. <laughs> I really am. I really, really am. I'm halfway there. I think once I find my like person to be with, then I can be a hundred percent You can't take your foot off the gas too soon. <laughs> No. Let me find, let me lock somebody in first and then I'll just be like, this is what I really am. (laughs) Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) So that's what we've got for today. We've got more fun episodes every Tuesday, dropping at 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow us on our Instagram page at underscore it's called culture. You can follow us on TikTok. We've been trying to post more there lately, and that's at it's called culture. No underscore on that one. Engage with us on our social media platforms. It helps get our video out to more people. And then we kind of draw in more listeners. And that's always fun for everyone. Your content will probably end up in our social media roundup. And that's always fun to hear us talk about things that you've mentioned to us. So, And again, please leave us a review. We really appreciate a review, guys. <laughs> it helps us. It spreads our podcast out to other people. And it gets them listening. And if you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. Yes, we'll we'll start reading our reviews. There's not enough of them to read yet. No, there isn't. 